Hi, welcome back to the 5x59 podcast, uh, your weekly dose of local Fresno news. I'm Tommy Tribble, uh, and I'm here with Ram Reyes. We're back again. Hello. What's up? Back at it again. Back at it again. Every week now. Every you're, You every have to week. do this every week. week. Yeah, okay. Uh, hello. And we have, a, we have a banger of an episode today. Following so, up our banger from last week. Uh, not, uh, yeah, every episode, I'm promising complete banger. Uh, yes. We don't know about next week though. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that later. But but, <laughs> but we have a we have a very special show planned for you today. We have a very special guest, a very special get. I told Ram we have to get this person. It's not negotiable. Yeah. And we did. Uh, we have the editor of the Fre- of the Fresno Land Lab uh, here with us today, Dipna Ugu Oju, um, also former journalism instructor at Fresno City College. Uh, you know, New York Times writer, uh, probably going to be a best-selling author soon. We don't know. Um, we, we love her. Dipna's here. Hi, Dipna. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys? We're good. We're good. We, I'm, we're glad that uh, we got you on. Very so short glad. notice, but, you know, that's just how, that's just I, how we are. Of course, I couldn't say no to you guys. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, yeah, Dipna is our journalism instructor. Uh she was the reason uh, she's probably the root reason why this podcast even exists absolutely i was i I was an english major when i met her so if without her i wouldn't even be here we never would have met so so if 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 my writing sucks on the newsletter you know who to blame (laughs) (laughs) you wouldn't take the ap quizzes that's what Yeah, I got yeah. good scores on those. Me neither, uh, though. As soon as I became EIC, I ducked into that office and I said, no quizzes. <laughs> yeah, no quizzes anymore. No quizzes for me. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, so Dimna's here because you just interviewed someone we all love. Our uh, mayor elect, uh, Fresno mayor elect, mayor Jerry elect Dyer. Jerry Dyer. Um, a controversial a, figure. Controversial, to say the least. But you did a Q&A with him for Fresno Land and... That was that was a good read. I liked reading mm-hmm. it, but yeah, I was a lot of I was I was really surprised by how um, how nuanced some of his answers were, and I guess that's what I wanted to ask you about first. Uh, being in the room with him, like you're asking about, because just for the listeners, the piece is largely about Dyer's relationship to the black community in Fresno and what they should expect from him, given mm. a controversial past. Um, let's say when he was chief of police. Um, what was, as he was answering these questions, like what was going through your mind? I, uh, it, I wanted most of all to stay objective, to listen to what he had to say and not be judgmental or to go in with my preconceived notions of what he was or what he represented. And incidentally, when I went in there, I found him to be very, very, warm and nice and receptive, Mm. which disarmed me somewhat because I kind of expected him to be resistant to the questions that I was going to ask. And I thought, uh, because he knew ahead of time what the subject of the interview was. Mm. So I thought he would be there kind of uptight, upset, but he wasn't. And so that allowed us to really have a good conversation uh, back and forth. And I was more interested in listening because I saw, as I reread the interview, as you guys understand Mm -hmm. that there were many places where I could have stopped him and asked questions or sought some kind of clarification, but I did because I thought it's better that he speaks, uh, so that he talks completely there wouldn't be any interruption or me kind of sidetracking him from exactly what it, it is that he wanted to say. So I, I listened more or less. Yeah. I was just really surprised at how, yeah, reasonable. And I was like, which makes me uh, very cautious. I mean, he's a politician. He's like, not that he wasn't a politician, a political figure before as chief of police, but now he's really transformed into the mayor elect the yes. dire. This is not chief of police dire anymore. This is I, I will say mayor elect dire. I, I feel and I, I'm sure you know this about me by now, but I'm like I feel like I'm a kind of a cynical person. And when I was reading it, 
I was I was trying to be open minded and I thought some of the answers were good. But the main thing on my mind was this is someone who can now afford to hire consultants. Um, Did that thought ever cross your mind like that? Maybe this was you were talking to not one person, but just like a team. Yes. When I told him uh, what the subject of the interview was, I also offered him that we have the interview at the B which mm-hmm. because of these uh, social distancing regulations would have given us more room to be spread out. And we would have yeah. had the photographer and the videographer mm-hmm. right there. But he told mm-hmm. me that he would prefer to have it at his home. So he would have oh. his notes, his computer and everything right there, which he You're did. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he had lots and lots of notes and he always oh. Uh, referenced the laptop or the folder that he had on his desk. So yes, he he was well, I guess, researched or rehearsed, whichever one you want to say. He prepared Mm -hmm. for the interview. So a lot of those answers were thought out Mm -hmm. carefully. Uh, And if he wasn't sure, he would reference the the computer (laughs) or... The, the, you know, his uh, folder. I, I think he, he really didn't want to misspeak. Mm-hmm. He, he, he wanted uh, the answers to be as clear as possible. And, uh, and, and maybe he, he felt, and, and I, I don't know that I'm, that's exactly his intent. Maybe he felt this is with the black community. I don't necessarily have the best of relationships, so I have to get it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like in the in the very beginning, he was, I, I think it was in the video where he's like, because he's very controversial. There's a lot of things uh, he's done in the past. He's like, I'm not, I'm not here to defend what I've done in the past. I'm here to listen. I'm like, okay, so you're just saying, let's not talk about what I did before. Yes. But I'm here to listen. I'm like, okay, I guess you're just like sidestepping all these big issues. Yeah. The very first question I asked him was about his own past. And if mm. you've read anything about him, you know he does oh. have a really checkered past, you know. Yes, and, a lot. But at some point in his life, he confessed and, and uh, uh, was forgiven and got redemption. And, and he told me he was born again. And mm. he said his life changed significantly when all that happened and he saw life differently. But even with that, he still struggled because he, on one hand, will tell you that he understands why there was so much crime in certain parts of Fresno. He talked about the socioeconomics. He talked Mm -hmm. about uh, redlining and all these covenants that kind of restricted the upward mobility of minorities. Right. And Mm -hmm. yet he says, but as a police officer, I was sworn to keep peace, to protect lives. And that is why repeatedly we seemed to be going into those parts of Fresno. Okay. And, and, but, but he also talked about what has happened to him since last year when he retired from the police force, how it feels like he, he was never in the police. That yeah, he sees things so differently. And, and he talked about people, please keep an open mind. Just give me a chance. And he said, you don't even have to believe me. You don't even have to trust me, but believe me and give me a chance. <sighs> a lot of people, especially on the left, locally, are probably, it's going to be a hard ask. I'm still pretty... Wary, because I know. Because to, to be clear, know, we are we are talking like somewhat evasively about it. But um, you know, uh, in the in the Fresno Land newsletter, you linked to this article um, by KQED about him, and and they just mentioned just like in the like third paragraph about um, you know the front page revelation. He'd been investigated for sex with a minor. Uh, yeah. One of his high ranking officers turned up dead in front of his home under mysterious circumstances, which which I had always heard about that. And I had always, I guess, just assumed that was some sort of like conspiracy. Th- but that's just like a thing that occurred. Like, that's a thing that happened. Yeah, um, yes. that happened. And so I guess and I, corruption. and I know from, you know, talking to you before many times that you're like a big believer in second chances and redemption, third yes. chances, fourth chances. And, and, 
<laughs> and I, but I guess what I would ask is, you know, do, do you think, you know, being, being who you are, a Nigerian um, American woman, an immigrant, a black woman, being in that room with him, do you really think that, you know, people can he be would, redeemed from such things? Yes. But the question is, what choices does the black community have? Right. Mm. Uh, the choices at this point are pretty limited. So you have to put your trust in him and in his promises and in his goodness. Do they have another choice at this mm. point? So yeah. in other words, and that was one of the reasons why I felt that doing this interview now, five months before he actually becomes mayor, mm-hmm may mm. play well for the black community because he may give them a, a window to his mm. heart and maybe yeah. it starts the dialogue that needs to happen. Yeah. I mean, at the very least, like we have this interview and once he's in office, we could reference back to this if he actually fulfills any of these, because I'm actually very surprised that he supports Black Lives Matter. Cause, um, yes. You know, that's, that- a, that's a... Uh, <laughs> That's a very anti-police uh, or really like I, I'm in the belief yeah. of defunding. You know, I'm all about defunding and even abolishing yeah. police. But like, I was just really like, huh? Like, that's when I was like, okay, do I believe you? I don't know. Well, you know? That, that he says it. And it was deliberate on my part to ask yeah. that question. Mm-hmm. But that he, yeah. he says... Yes, I believe, but not the difference. I said, do you believe in Black Lives Matter? He says, I believe in the Black Lives Matter movement. Movement. Okay. So I think he was kind of a little plain with words. Yes. Mm. But but if he even gives us half of what he promises, I'm good with that. Yeah. You know, But, but I think there has to be an outreach, he being the mayor-elect, must really do all that is necessary to reach out to the Black community and to start making connections Mm -hmm. with them and to try to really bring them front and center in the way City Hall is run uh, and also engage them fully uh, because he's going to select a new chief of police right yeah. when he becomes mayor any- they have yeah. to they have to have a voice in all of that they also have to have a voice in the type of policing that takes place in their neighborhoods i mean when you look at the statistics that show that that one zip code uh where uh, southwest fresno is has as much as 25% of the police calls mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. fresno yeah Something has to change. Mm. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, he um <sighs> in that in that same section um he says that he was talking to a pastor and who's who said that maybe the phrase should have been Black Lives Matter too, like in yes. as in as well. And he goes on to say that um when when it's done in the appropriate manner, uh yeah. the movement is effective. Um what do you what do you think? he means by like appropriate manner. And also, do you think it should have been Black Lives Matter too as well? Do you no, think it's mes- a messaging? It, no, he says the pastor said it should have been Black Lives Matter too, but he doesn't agree with the pastor, right? Mm. He thinks it's, it should just stand Black Lives Matter, right? Okay. And also, I think what he means by when done appropriately, I think pro- possibly what he means with, is without violence, mm-hmm. without defunding the police, you know? Right, yeah. Yeah, I like think that. all those things that he disagrees with, uh, when you strike all of those out off of the Black Lives Matter movement, then he would embrace it completely. Yeah. I don't know. He just, he needs to kill the cop in his head. He says kill he doesn't cop. remember. <laughs> like, he says he doesn't remember being a cop, but like, I... We remember. Gotta, we remember. Everybody else remembers. And, you know, we gotta... Well, no. it, it, it's, I think it's a way of saying, listen, I was Jerry Dyer, the cop for 40 years. 40 years is a long time, right? I, that's actually one of the, I think that's the longest anyone has ever been yeah. chief of police. No, in he America. wasn't chief of, he was chief of police or, for 18 years. 18 years. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty long. Cause I it know is, he's like, that's one that's, of the longest. That's huge. 
but he was like, a police officer for 40 years, right? And I think yeah. when he says, I hardly remember being in the police or what it felt like, I think it's a concession on his part, a little mm. distancing from the police, right? Because everybody yeah. knows about this really contentious relationship between the police and, and the black mm. um, uh, mm. black community. So it's, okay, I'll distance myself. I will share my police uniform and everything to get along better, you know? Yeah, so it's, it's about positioning, you know, he brings himself to the center a little bit away. So he's not, he's not speaking for the police department or he's not representing the police department. Now he is a mayor. He's not just the police chief. He what? has to speak for everything else, everyone else. Right. Here's here's my uh here's my favorite quote from the uh the article. Yes. And I want to know what you thought of this. He said something about uh he didn't see he no he didn't say he wasn't colorblind. He says he sees color, and you know his uh his best man was black. My wife is Hispanic. My closest friends are African American. That felt like you know when people say I can't be racist. I have black friends. Like, you know, mm -hmm. that's what I felt when I read it. I'm like, what is this? Yes. Well, but, that, that was pretty early in the interview. But one thing I wanted to say about that was what it made me feel is yeah. that he is not political because a real politician would never say that mm. because they yeah. would know how silly yeah. it comes across. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. You don't say my best friend is black. <laughs> like it's, it's pretty clear it's pretty cliche at this point yes. like yeah. yeah yeah so that that he said it he just you know i kind of sat back a little right because <laughs> he says to me okay so he's not talking like a politician because it's not very political to say things like that so in a way you thought yeah. it made him it, you thought perhaps that he was going to end up being more authentic than you previously thought i i felt yeah. you know so here is a man who probably was speaking, I mean, what, what, honestly, what occurred to me later was that I should have demanded to see a picture of his wedding. Yeah. <laughs> Show <laughs> me the, the photos. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're in his house. Like, yeah. I don't know, what was his house like? I this was, <laughs> uh, please describe the house that Jerry died in. Because, no, uh, it, it, it's a, a nice opulence? house. That's the only thing I can say. Mm. But, <laughs> but that he talked about Grow it, but but it's funny when you look at that whole scenario. He talks about growing up in Fowler, in Fowler. I believe, and mm, Fowler, yeah, and Fowler. Um, and having um black friends, all races. They played basketball together. They were mm -hmm. in each other's homes. They got yeah. along really well. But he said also when he left Fowler and joined the police force, all that changed. In other mm -hmm. words, he yeah. became a different person. And he, he talked about the experiences that he had in the police force, seeing things that no other human should see, meaning oh, yeah. young children being killed and molested, et cetera. And that changed something in him. Yeah. You know? Yes. All the all the murder suicides he made. I'm just I I did wanna <laughs> I did wanna ask. Um he he ends up committing to appointing members of the black community to senior positions in his administration, but he only identifies one and he doesn't identify this individual, but he only says that there is one individual already. He hasn't even notified them that, that he hasn't notified. So I, my question to you is, should, 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 should the black community be concerned that it's just going to be a token thing that there's just, no, be no, no. He says, he says he will appoint many. He said, and he said it over and over and over again that his administration mm. is going to be representative of Fresno. He is mm -hmm. committed to that. He's going to make sure that all different people and all different races will serve in his administration. I really don't think that it's only one, but you mm -hmm. know, yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens. But I asked him a follow-up uh, because in the past, Fresno has reached out and appointed black people to hide positions but they don't stay they, and leave. they leave yeah they so leave yeah what is he going to do about that and he said you know i can't fix things in the past but i will certainly commit to making sure that when people come to serve in fresno that we're going to try and hold them 
and make them feel like they're part of us. Wait, so, how long do how long do mayors serve for? Eight years? No, if they go two terms, right? Oh, two terms. It's so it's just four. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 So I mean, at least four years. Ooh, that's a yeah. big portion of our life. Uh, that's yeah. That's like. <laughs> uh, he also he also commits to uh, multiple advisory boards. He says that Fresno is um, too diverse, and the and the main two that he mentions are a faith based one and a youth leadership council. Yes. What did what did you what did you think of that? Because he's he's talking a lot about how a big part of his change in life was being saved, absolutely, uh, born again, etc. And, and the two books, or not, well, two um, things that he used references. One was is a book written mm. by a guy who is African American, but also almost like his spiritual leader. Okay. Mm -hmm. And another is a video also by an African-American woman, but it's also faith-based. He, every, you will see through the interview, every statement, everything has a relationship with God. It's about God and almighty and, and, uh, he believes and his faith has, there's a, a phrase that I loved. I don't know if it made its way into the, in, in, into the Q&A, something about before he became uh, born again, he was callous and had never shed a tear in his whole life. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. Said that. And, and that literally uh, becoming born again saved him, saved his soul and, and kind of gave him a life that he didn't know was possible. I mean, he's playing into the demographics of the Central Valley anyways. I mean, Central Valley is pretty faith-based. Yeah. There's a lot of, you know, religious people in the here. But I'm like, as a, you know, I'm not, I'm Catholic. Did, uh, Tommy's not religious. So. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm but. Like, I'm like, I feel like it's just like, okay, I feel like it's just using it to play to. Yeah, but he, he's know. talked about it a lot. It's not just yeah. in this interview. Yeah. He talks a lot about faith and about God, you know. And I asked him about redemption, who deserves it and who doesn't, especially since he himself was mm -hmm. redeemed a few times. Mm -hmm. What about yeah. the people in our criminal justice system? Don't exactly, they too yeah. deserve to be mm -hmm. saved or yeah. to be forgiven? So yeah. um, I think extend it's a, that to them? a constant thing to him, the faith, you know, I don't know that there's any way of separating him from him. his faith. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he does have a statue of him in the, at the fair. It's crazy. Have you seen that? Dipna? His that statue of him? Yeah. Of yeah, yeah. It, well, it's not like a literal, it's like a sculpture. Really? Uh, have you never seen his sculpture at the fair? Have you no. been to the fair, Dipna? <laughs> I, Dipna has never been to the fair. No fair. <laughs> what a stupid no, question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Exposing I, Dipna. I tell you why you can't use it on the air. What? <laughs> but, but no, gotcha. there, uh, yeah, he has a statue of him. It's like a very uh, scary statue. Uh, like, it's like, has like grenades, like guns on it. Like, it's a, like, it's a, it's like a robot. He's, it's very. But grotesque, who made the statue, and what was the point of that? I mean, what's the? It was to honor him for his uh, retirement. Is it made out of oh, butter? Really? Is it one of those yeah. butter statues? Uh, no, 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 no. I'm I'll, just kidding. I'll find, a, I'll, I'll find a picture of it. I'll, uh, yeah. I'll drop, I'll drop it in the chat for you guys to see. But I never, he does have a statue. I, mean, I never saw it. I would have asked about the statue. <laughs> oh, damn it. Yeah, you should have. Uh, yeah. The next, uh, next time, I, I should have, I should have told you when you put that on Facebook, like yeah. what uh, questions <laughs> they have. Yeah, there's like swords on it. Like there's. <laughs> It's really that's, weird, but anyways, that's anyways. such a that's so like Roman, like he's an emperor or something. That's so yeah, weird. yeah, <laughs> it's um, a weird. Statue. I did wanna, I did wanna ask um you, when you're when you're talking to Dyer about community policing, and he talks a lot about um how he wants to bridge the gap between the police and um the black community, and you mention Mark Salazar, who uh, yeah. is involved with the West Fresno Family Resource Center, um, and yes. he does great things with the kids. What are the What are those things? Um, what, what well, he's there for after school programs. He tutors. He plays basketball with the kids. He cancels. Yeah. You know, he's there like uh, a friend, 
Mm-hmm. Foster father, somebody the kids can come to. He plays video games with them sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's just another adult present in their lives. They mm-hmm. know him. They mm-hmm. build a relationship, a trust that if there are going to be problems or they perceive that there's going to be problems, he's someone that they could trust. Mm-hmm. I mean, that they could go to and uh, and be open about uh, with. To me, to me, I do, I do see a sort of um, two schools of thought with this because, yes. like, what you're describing is the police being more active in people's lives in a more positive way. But yeah. what a lot of the Black Lives Matter movement is pushing for is defunding, uh, even abolition, which would, by necessity, um, take the police out of people's communities and lives. Um, so, do you think um, what what I mean? You know, you don't have to speak to what you think the better approach mm-hmm. is, but like, isn't that sort of um, incompatible that the movement and just it more may, police? It may be incompatible, right? But but as Jerry Dyer spoke uh, in the interview, uh, many of these children are growing up uh, needing model role models in their lives, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the police officer without the gun and the bayonets, etc., he is an older person that they can relate to so that it's, it's quite possible that they could look up to him and, uh, and, and if that's all that is achieved, then that would be worth it. Do you guys see my screen? I do. This is a statue. Right here. Oh, where I don't. Oh, right here. Oh, it's a superhero you sculpture. See it? Oh, that's oh, it's him as a superhero. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh, him as a superhero. Okay. So for the listeners, uh, this isn't a video podcast. So for the listeners at home, it looks like a knight, sort of. Um, it's, it's metallic. It has hacksaws coming out of his yeah, arms. Yeah. It. it um, like, there's like a shotgun on his hip. It's a little it bit hits. Game of Thrones. There's like these like spines that come out at the bottom, like these spikes. Look, look at it. It's, it's yeah. a very scary statue if you look at it in person. It's like, is this, this is our mayor? It's strange. <laughs> it's I wonder strange. Who, who sculpted it. Uh, it's probably on the plaque, but yeah, he's here right here. I mean, you, yeah, I, damn, I should have, I should have really. You should use that as the graphic for this episode. <laughs> no, it will be, it will be the graphic for this. <laughs> that and like a dip nut, just like a word bubble would have did it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I just wanted to show that statue. That's so, how do I? Oh, and it has a huge uh, police badge buckle, like a belt buckle kind of. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was the statue. Strange. Wow. Well, so now that you so dip, now that you've seen the statue, like what is your read on the statue? <laughs> well, remember he the statue it. is someone's imagination. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, <laughs> if we're talking about all the movements of like taking down statues, you know, we might oh, no. have to take that one yeah, down. Yeah, might have to might have to <laughs> knock that one over. We might have to knock that down. So maybe, yeah, maybe what when he's no longer the police chief. I mean, when he's I mean, no longer the mayor. mayor mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it'll we be can like put it out to pasture. It'll be like Saddam Hussein's uh, statue. We're gonna <laughs> oh, yank it down. <laughs> I'll be but there. I okay. So the the implication <laughs> of the statue is that he's like a heroic figure, right? Because um, he's the police yeah. chief, but then also be, there's this long saying. checkered, difficult history. Yes, I guess it is comparable to the uh, Confederate general statues in that sense. Like obviously different, but yeah, how strange. But it is a yes, weird. Yes, I statue, think though. history generally history judges who's good and who's bad depending on who writes the history, right? Right. So yeah. um, uh, I don't know. I I think that because he hasn't been mayor. He, we've only known him in one capacity, which mm-hmm. is as a police officer, police chief. Well, after he becomes mayor and even through several years of being mayor, we would know whether he really, really has been able to evolve into a different human being mm-hmm. and to yeah, be sure. the kind of figure that we all need him to be to, to effectively yeah. run Fresno. I mean, we'll all be, you know, everyone's watching very closely on yes. him. And he's just, you know, he's a buff guy. Uh, I've seen him many times. I'm like, this guy could beat me up. Absolutely. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, but I guess we should. Any more? I have no more thoughts on the Dyer interview. Um, do you have any more, Tommy? Uh, I guess I guess I wanted to ask about the advanced peace thing because he kind of like evades your question about why he was... He, was well, opposed he, to it. He, he said it was the way it was going to be administered. 
Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that, that, that's that was a problem for Brand as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. why he but, didn't like it, but mm-hmm. now he he uh, he because it's he's for it because it's gonna go into Fresno EOC. Yeah. So, uh, what do you guys think of what he wants his legacy to be? Hmm. Um, oh yeah, that was like the last. That's part, the last right? question, and he says he uh, wants to be remembered as a person who cared and gave everything for the community. Um, you know, I I feel like everybody want every at least every politician kind of wants to be remembered. That no one wants to be remembered as one of history's great villains. Of course, if you asked Donald Trump this question, he'd probably say something similar. You know, he would say, "I want to be remembered as someone who went against the grain, you know, and, and yeah. fought for what I believed." So. You know, I don't think it's necessarily indicative of anything, any like special quality. I did want to ask you, though, um, in the newsletter for Fresno Land, when you're talking about this article, you say that your favorite quote is, um, I learned from making mistakes as a leader. It's those mistakes that um, that you made that humble you that then cause you to listen more. The longer I was in my position as a police chief, the more I realized that I didn't know what I thought I knew. What, What did you think when you when you heard that? Well, I thought this is a man who is uh, really able to learn from his mistakes and who is able to listen. Because if he says, I didn't know what I thought I knew, in other Mm -hmm. words, everything, I was chalk everything I thought I knew. Let's start over. Mm -hmm. Um, I saw hope, you know, Mm -hmm. and and maybe a a new starting point. You know, we can Mm -hmm. start. Um, and and uh, and uh, you know, on an equal footing, not Mr. Police Officer and minority group on on op- opposite sides, but as people from Fresno wanting the best for the city, and and maybe together we'll figure out a way forward. You and know, you, he you know he he pretty he he defeated um Andrew Jans in a pretty decisive victory. So he has like a large base, I would think. Have you heard from anybody about this interview? Like any of his yes, supporters? Yes, a lot, lots of uh, people, not just writing me, but writing the B, and they seem to like. I haven't gotten one negative letter yet on mm. this. Well, we'll get you'll get it from us. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I thought it was a very good no, interview I, I, for I, the record. I, no, we thought no, it was pretty good. Yeah, I, I mean that's no. why you're here. <laughs> In other words, somebody wrote today, um, said we need more Q&As with mm-hmm. all the, just ask the question and let them talk. Yeah. You no, know, sure. B- because, you know, we, what we were supposed to do at the B, publish the Q&A online and then yeah. do an article, more like a profile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the print, and I was done with the profile. It's about two thousand words or more. But when everybody read it, while it was well written, they felt that it doesn't have enough, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to, of course, take away a whole lot, and yeah. it's going to be more nuanced. You're bringing in other stuff, so the yeah. essence of the interview is lost, mm-hmm. and that's true, why true. they created the extra the Q and A. To do the just leave it as Q and A. I I yeah I think that was a good choice. I I do like uh, just hearing from him directly. Yes, and, like and these got, are and these are long. The, like I think what your readers are responding to is these are like long answers and they're detailed yes. and yes. Um, yeah. I feel like uh, I was talking to him about this last time. I feel like when you watch you know news packages on on like TV, it's like a minute long. They take like the best tiniest bites of the answers and it's chopped and screwed yes. all together. Yes, what I think people really do want a deeper insight into the people that are making these um, very important decisions about their lives, you know? Yes. Yes. And I think, you know, me, Tommy, I'm always the Prince person, right? Yeah. Long form, you know, write it, have space, tell about it as fully and as completely as possible. Right. Mm -hmm. Instead of these one minute video that mm-hmm. i mean you see the video the two video that they did for this mm-hmm. interview yeah who would know that this uh interview took us about an hour and a half from right. just the man, two yeah man that's a podcast right there you could have had a podcast you could have had a podcast with jared dyer i cut out a lot there were stuff that oh really felt you know um would kind of break the flow of, mm-hmm. of things and yeah. I, I took them out 
but oh, okay, it's a, okay. it's a really really long interview Mm-hmm. Really long. Yeah. Is yeah. there like an unabridged video of that, or is it just? Do they have? I I don't think I saw. They only had like the cut videos. But. Yeah, I yes, think the, the videos were just meant to promote the longer. Yes. The, the longer yes. Day, pretty much. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I thought there was like a whole uncut video. That would be cool. Well, That'd they be nice saved it. They saved everything, right? Mm, yeah. But I I, I mean that with they they're not supposed to delete it. It, it should be there yeah. somewhere. But yeah. every, you know, but they just took the promotional sections on two topics one on black where he talks about black lives matter and then mm-hmm. about you know what he'll do for the economy or something like yeah mm-hmm. well yeah yeah well enough enough jerry Dye to, yeah to, to pivot i don't, don't um, want to talk about jerry Dye anymore. Bald. <laughs> i don't want to talk about that baldy anymore <laughs> i'm a, a bald person oh, complaining uh, no, about dude, i got hair now uh, uh, a I little. to say uh ran you're getting there Stop! <laughs> Don't say that on pod right now. Oh my god! It's the headphones, guys. I can't believe I'm being roasted. This on my is own why podcast. I was so excited for Dipna to come because no, I knew we dude, would get Dibna, this kind of you content. You would roast me on my own <laughs> podcast. I do. I do want to ask you about uh, the Fresno Land uh, yeah, lab you talk about and your Fresno work Land. there. Yes. Um, and what you guys do, basically. Yeah. Well, for the people who don't know, what who is don't Fresno know, Land? Yeah. What is it? Yeah. Oh, Fresno Land. Fresno Land is a lab at the Fresno Bee, which is kind of a new thing. It didn't, it didn't start mm. with Fresno Bee. It started in mm. many yeah, other like, communities where yeah. uh, people are kind of uh, work using focused labs. For example, they have an education lab. That's where mm-hmm. Ashley also our rampage alum- alumni who we love and is yeah. very talented yeah. we'll be on the podcast yeah we're gonna get her point. we're gonna get her we're so. gonna get her oh, very everyone, good. everyone on the b except for one person will be on the podcast <laughs> except uh, for one person okay <laughs> and, and, um, and so the lab um is generally funded with grant monies yes right and mm. in our lab we are focused on reporting uh, stories at the intersection of housing, water, neighborhoods, and inequality. Okay, so those are the issues. You know, land, yes, land use, these are things that we rarely talk about. But when you live in Fresno, you see what's going on with the building and the flight to the north. Everybody's leaving the south and moving north and north. And I cannot feel like every, I mean, eventually we're just going to fall off the cliff or something, you know, as we run. And, and as we leave the South, we're abandoning structures that were built. We're abandoning mm-hmm. neighborhoods. So that means the neighborhoods are run down. They're not maintained. And uh, so that's one area, you know, land use. And, and what's the best way to use the land that we have? in Mm -hmm. Fresno, but also very closely connected to that is water, water use, especially Mm -hmm. in the Valley where water is a a big, big issue. And I'm learning so much about water, things I never thought, I just thought water just, Uh, you turn on the faucet and you you just have water. But I'm learning, especially in the South Valley, about all these issues with farming and wells and contaminations there's there's a big issue right now with uh, that company semex who's trying to blast Blast. yes uh samokin uh valley river yes and also that one yeah i read that piece about early mart yes yeah about that city who who doesn't have clean water who's also like within the valley so yeah it's like covers a lot of stuff that wouldn't be otherwise covered because of the bees uh I think that's just kind of there too much outside of there. No, um, no, it's not even outside of the bee. Yeah, it's, not, the it's, bee. Not, it's not outside of the bee, but like it's like to supplement what the, the bee, bee does, does, right? Yeah. So, and that is why you have these labs. For example, mm-hmm. the, based on our, our funding, these are the areas that we cover, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you'll go, for example, when you talk about inequality, which seems to be the area that I'm drawn to most, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the issue of education certainly comes into it, doesn't it? You talk mm-hmm. of unequal schools, but mm-hmm. then I have to realize, oh God, that's not our topic, right? Yeah. So you have to let someone else in the education lab 
right about yeah. education. Mm-hmm. So yeah. but what the lab does is it just allows us to concentrate in one major area. And, and I think that really works because we're all focused and you begin to recognize stories that fit into your mandate yeah. very quickly. Yeah. And they're a lot more uh, interactive. I see the Fresland Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of, it's very based off community feedback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, yes. you know, I've been a huge proponent of that since the rampage. Right. But, you know, I, lo- I love that stuff. Yeah, so. you've never shut up about it, our whole friendship. I've, yeah. <laughs> I've never shut up about it. I'm talking about, like, this is what journalism needs to be. And but, I'm like... But that's I'm why, I, that's why I feel like we're both really excited about this whole lab thing. Because I just think it makes sense. Because, you know, I feel like the B, they have to cover literally everything that happens. Which yeah. means that there's, like, a surface level dipping of toes into, like, everything that happens. But the lab can really kind of dive into the specifics of these yeah. areas. Because, yeah. you know, the old school news sort of situation is like you have a news you have opinion you have entertainment this yes. is like you have you have water land resources yes. you have education and a whole separate you know and i think that's just like a very novel and like good idea and I hope how, how is it oh, how is the transition from uh journalism professor to journalism <laughs> to jump from journalism teaching journalism to like doing now, doing, now doing it now you know doing it it's oh my god that, now, I mean, I now that you haven't been not that not that you haven't been doing it but no you know. but you know in other words i just felt the pressure that i must have been putting on you guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is just karma dipna how you know what the pressure is like oh, oh my god well first few interviews that i did and you know me i have to cover all the bases and if I need three sources, I'm going to get 10, right? Yeah. And so I do all these interviews and oh my God, transcribing the interviews, the oh. first few stories. Uh, but then Ashley told me about this uh, software that she uses. It's called What's it called? Oh, I, I, I told her about that. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah, oh. I told her about that. Everything <laughs> Rampage related is a circle. Yeah. So but it makes life, it a lot easier, huh? My life has been transformed totally. <laughs> because can you imagine really transcribing that uh, Jerry Dyer interview? By I've Nick done it, didn't I oh, can't imagine Oh, it. my God. <laughs> So I've imagined it's, it's it. learning, learning, and, and every once in a while, you know, shooting Crescencio a quick email. I need to find somebody, but do you know them, you know? And, mm-hmm. and realizing these are now no longer my kids, these are my colleagues. Colleagues, <laughs> colleagues. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, uh, but yeah, for the people who like, you know, for the people who don't know, like, this is how fake news is created, you know, I have to. Uh, you have to listen to the interview and then you have to like type and stop it and type it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do you I guys hate, okay? So, you guys used to comp- transcribe the entire interview, like the whole thing. Like, you would I do, do, I don't know, you that's would do, just me. You, I don't know about you, Devin. Do you describe that? Do you just transcribe before you had the software? Did you transcribe yeah, the whole thing? I used to, I would sit, and my husband said to me, There has to be a better way. You guys are crazy. Spend a day doing interviews, and it would take me three days to transcribe mm-hmm. interviews. So with this, oh my god, I don't mind covering anything because I just record and yeah, and have it in you. two minutes, have it all transcribed. Yeah, of course, yeah. it does mix words up, right? And make mistakes, yeah. 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 What I used to do. Yeah. Back when I was a worked as a journalist a little bit was oh I would God. I would literally I would be talking to them they would say something interesting and I would write down the time code like what oh, it said really? on the yeah, yeah uh huh and yeah. then when the time came I would transcribe all my time codes that I had and so I would have oh, wow. in my view oh, my favorite ones but that was still really long and tedious like that still took like forever just finding yeah. it um, yeah. the big challenge was my interview with you that one time which was like three hours long. Was it? Yeah. I just realized I talked. Now it's like, okay, guys, get to the point, you know? (laughs) Yeah, just say, give me the quotes that I could put in my article, please. Just just shut up and put the article. That moment when they start answering the question and they answer it like immediately, but they keep going and you're like, is there a way to cut them off? Yeah, (laughs) you know what? I have what I need. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. All right, stop. stop you just right say there. thanks, period, and then you move on. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, this is this is some uh, inside 
inside, inside baseball, in, definitely inside, inside baseball, baseball inside inside journalism. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, this is all about this is what five by is all about, because, like, you know, we link everyone's articles, but we want people to care about local mm-hmm. local journalism because local journalism is uh, dying. <laughs> It's. I think it might be revitalized by these. I know new we labs, are. No, it will honestly. be. It's revitalizing, but like I don't know. The more I've paid attention about local stuff, it's it's actually more exciting than people think. It mm-hmm. is. Absolutely. What do you mean local stuff needs to be? It's always been alive and well and kicking. Yeah, uh, right. People, I don't know. Just people. I feel like it's just hard to get them involved. You know? Well, I think part of it, and we talk about this all the time, is like how complex it all is. Like there's so many different people who do so many different things. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. and nobody knows like nobody knows what a city controller is or what it does yeah. you know and 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 so i feel like and and this goes back to like the b like they have to cover everything so they don't have time to constantly do like explainers for people yeah. Um, yeah but i feel like with the deeper stuff we can really get into those details yeah and that's why and that's why we started this newsletter too is because we can give like a fun yes little you know, um uh, quick explanations fun. of things mm-hmm. context yeah context yeah. as you like as you would say where what is the context as you yes would say. absolutely <laughs> yeah i miss yeah. the classroom i really do you know yeah. i i love the interaction with the students <sighs> and and you i mean tell me you were there and watched coached students so you mm-hmm. know at some point when that light goes off in yeah, the air, you yeah. know I mean, yeah. Ram never coached anyone. He just refused to. <laughs> Again, missing me on the fucking podcast. For the record, for the the guests at home, Ram is like not a great teacher, not extremely <laughs> patient. We tried to have him teach people graphic design, and that was, you know, it's they not. learned. They learned eventually. I don't know. Just do it. They practiced. It. That, yeah, that was. That was pretty much the training. Oh my god, yeah. I'm getting roasted on um, my own podcast. <laughs> but no, I know exactly what you mean when you're when you're showing them and you're showing them, and then all of a sudden they surprise you. It's like the yes, it's a magical yeah. feeling. Honestly, I'm I get never I get why people teach. I honestly do. I don't think I could do it anymore again. But yeah. <laughs> why not? I don't know. I don't know. I well, maybe it's a great way to segue into like teaching people journalism. Like, what were the big challenges? Like, and do you, and you miss what? it, right? I miss it. Um, the challenges at, at a college like Fresno City College was just that we had no prerequisites. So anyone could join. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. And, and that- so, you know, you had different levels. There were students who couldn't spell their own names. You know? <laughs> but then you had people who were really gifted writers. And all we needed to do was show them the difference between writing <clears throat> composition and writing journalistically. So it, it was, but I loved the interaction with students, just watching them grow and become the person that they're destined to be. Mm-hmm. That was the best part about teaching. And um, wow. uh, uh, so, but, but what we're doing also in Fresno, I mean, in Fresno land, we have programs, we haven't started it yet, but we're going, it's called Documenters Program, where we're going mm. to have about 15 to 20 people that we're going to pay to cover events for us. They will, we're going to have people apply and screen people, and they will be sent. We'll give them basic training. And I guess I will be the one doing most of the instruction on how to cover meetings, how to cover this, and how to. So they will be covering us. Uh, at events that we can't go and cover mm. ourselves. Mm. And it's also about teaching people civics. You know, what is news? Mm. It's about yep. media what literacy also. Media literacy, yep. Yes. Exactly. And and mm. and I think that it's it's very, very important. Yes. You know, yeah. and and CMAC is going to help in terms of the the technological Yes, yeah. uh, but with them to live tweet events to to do mm-hmm. a whole lot of things. I think I've seen that done in other cities. Yeah, uh, I, yes. I I think it might be in Detroit, but I know that yes, like that's, that, Detroit. That, yes, the city lab. Is <clears throat> yeah, they have that. Uh, yes, so I've I've definitely seen that. I'm very. I'm, I didn't know that was going to happen. That sounds yeah, exciting. Very so this exciting. is an exclusive. This is an exclusive. Exactly. <laughs> yes, right here. Cool. Yes, I would love I'm to get uh, Danielle. Yes, yeah, so I'm sure Danny wouldn't mind uh, talking to you guys. Uh, she was the one that founded 
Fresnoland. Fresnoland, yep, yeah. Oh, yes. oh we would love yeah. to, yeah, we would love to talk Dude, to her. Dude, she followed me on Twitter and then I was like, and this is before, I mean, my Twitter is wild, but when she followed yeah, me, it, I, it is. I should probably uh, clean up my Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, never be- too late. Yeah. No, it's too late. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's very, I'm very excited for that. Yeah. And I'm very this excited is, to. I, and on a related note, and this is a critique, not a critique. This is not a critique. But this is a, it's it's a critique. Now, I think you need to be more active on Twitter because now that you're a journalist again, like Twitter really is. Well, yeah, that's what's happening. I yeah. agree, Tommy, but remember when I always had you guys to teach me things? I don't yeah. know. If <laughs> anymore right right no, so maybe we can meet for coffee socially distanced of and course you can yeah. everything that i need to uh, know yeah they're, they're, they're tagging your account like uh, when that jerry dyer interview was yeah crescentio tagged um, you multiple people the, did everybody but. was really? tagging you your see, at, and i didn't even know but then you yeah, visit the account did. and your last tweet is from i think several years ago from, yeah from journalism yeah from journalism day multimedia reporting yeah yeah, yeah. it was for the see, first journalism I need day. you guys to teach me again here uh, you know what get back involved <laughs> i with got me. i got a proposition here we okay. go you <laughs> hire me as the guy who uh, you hire you pay me to just tweet for you, <laughs> <laughs> and he'll I run the job. The, he'll run the Fresno Land Twitter and your Twitter. Let me run the Fresno Land Twitter. Let me just. We have know. we really have um, our own engagement reporter Diana Giselle. She's brilliant. Diana Giselle, I follow mm. her on I follow oh, her on Twitter do? as well. Yeah. I follow every Fresno Land uh, uh, reporter, except uh, me, of course. Uh, because you're acting. I'm not gonna follow you. Before we got on pod, she was like, "Why wasn't I the first guest?" <laughs> I know. I was like, <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> but yeah, Twitter. But that's yeah. As, so as, I'm sorry. Yeah, you go ahead. So every time I have a story, and before I have a story, I'll tweet up a storm. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And then you, you know. tweet like promoting the article, and then yeah. and then as things are happening before you're finished writing, you're like commenting we're on full, that it's like it's like quick we're reporting fully, it's we're yeah. fully adding we're gonna at you on twitter all the time now this podcast yes but, okay mm-hmm. it's going and to please, be- please please go on it uh, when it goes up and retweet it but this is a, okay but this is something um when we were doing the newsletter this week you mentioned i think um somebody added someone else on on the newsletter and i was like what is the ap style for ads like is it a, um at sign apostrophe s or is it just at sign s and I and it, it doesn't exist. Like the guidance doesn't exist. So I just did at sign S. <laughs> I just I don't know if that's right. Like I don't know what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah, it's just all the lingo. Yeah, the AP stuff. Uh, guys, I'm not teaching AP quizzes anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and you are taking them, and we're not taking them. Uh, I have. I forgot. The only thing yeah. the the only rule that AP style has like drilled into my mind is like movie quote movie titles have to be quotes. I hate yes. it. I think we should shift to it. italics in the in the yeah, newsletter. Yeah, I also think we're gonna do I italics. Know, I disagree. We're, we're going <laughs> to italics. You know, I know, remember, it was in the last year or two that they changed from the percent sign. Oh, yes. oh yeah, percent sign to yeah. yes. just percent I, sign. I, that was a rough I transition. Love, that was a rough transition. No, I love that transition because, I mean, I'm also still kind of using... You can do either or. That was the shift. Yeah, you can you do, do either. either. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but like I just do percent sign now. But the, <laughs> the soul of Associated Press style is to make things shorter and brief. So it makes more sense to use the symbol if that's the guiding ethics. But you can do although, either one. But Although writing degrees Fahrenheit is so long. Yeah. Yes. It is. It's it is. like, yeah. God, I don't know how to spell Fahrenheit. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, please but, but you don't have to spell it out. It's the capital F. Oh, is it? Oh, this is why I failed. <laughs> you have to renew you have to renew your subscription you can just search whatever the online book version of the book you just search everything and it's yeah. i swear i searched it up and said spell out fahrenheit but, i went to check oh, something and, on there and, and tell me you can tell me too they don't have an app do they because they do. i search for app? my iphone they do? i don't think they i don't think they do I, they just have their website they should have an app that would be really useful for people but i think they just have the website yeah um, so I, when i was eic i had a digital subscription and whenever i didn't know something i would just search it um in their search yeah. engine that they made and i would it would almost always answer my questions so yeah. i recommend yeah. the digital edition because like flipping through that those large books yeah no i have um, the digital i mean who walks around with books yeah anymore? no but nobody <laughs> nobody well, nobody uh, oh I, I, going back to the rampage uh, when you talk about like how there's no prerequisite 
Yeah. That was the best part of that class. Right. Yes. Was that there was that's the best and worst part about that class is there is no prerequisite. So the people who would come into the rampage is the it's so funny because like there's always characters characters that, that class characters is a like, great way of putting it um. yeah characters there's so many characters it's like a tv show it's it like, is yeah the office it's like yeah it's like the office parks and rec yeah and like when i went to the collegiate at fresno state it wasn't the same like i think I think that's the soul of the rampage, I think. Because like no prereq. Like you have no prereq. Like Draculus, you know, Professor Draculus from State, he visited the journal and asked me about like what was it about the rampage that's different between the collegian. And because he was asking how to get more people into the collegian. Yeah. And I was like, it's just because like there's so many people. There's like because there's no prereq prereq. And they just let anybody in, you know, it's kind of like just very. Yeah, because if there had come, been a prereq, come on, come on. if there had been a prereq, I wouldn't have been able to join because I'm an English Me major. Neither. So I wouldn't have met the standard probably. Me uh, so so it's sort of like um, more know, class just... forward because anyone can join. Yeah. But yeah, that also means that. there's a lot of people who don't have the range who join. But, the but, the, but it's also a very... class. So you're supposed to learn. So that's what, you know that what? was our job to teach Looking them. Looking back at it, the, ra- the Rampage is pretty leftist. Very, uh... The Rampage wow. <laughs> It's a very... No, it's very, uh... Left-leaning. Uh, like, uh, no, I would say progressive. Forward. <laughs> Pro- progressive. Yeah. Yeah. Very egalitarian. It definitely wasn't leftist, per se. It oh, was progressive. Progressive, progressive in that certainly. we would let everybody in. Yeah. yeah. No, no, progressive. No, 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 uh... No uh, entry, no cost for entry. Um, so I, I do want to ask, like, are you working on anything um, new right now? You talked about writing a book like a, like last year, I think. And uh... Well, the book is waiting until I'm, I don't, you know, until foreseeable, who knows, right? Mm-hmm. But, but there's also something I should kind of plug a little. Okay. We're doing this sure, series sure. with McClatchy and it's... Um, it's called Fresno Voices. And what that means, it's, um, it's really about this whole, um, uh, what is it, social justice movement. Mm. So um, it's a team of reporters and it's about uh, African-Americans in the Fresno area and how there have been very little progress, if anything probably mm-hmm. stepped a few steps back. And uh, so I have three stories in that. It's going to be launched as a, as, as a, it's Fresno Voices, but we don't have a catchy tune yet for it. Mm-hmm. But they, they're working on all the graphics and all the, and they're going to do like a, a Facebook Live thing to promote it. Whoa. So Whoa. I'm doing... Three huge. So we were considering mm-hmm. using the Jerry Dyer interview to be part of it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But it, because it's not launching till the middle of August, uh, the B felt let's put out the Jerry Dyer interview now. Mm-hmm. But I've already done two out of the three stories. One deals with, um, you know, the, the title that I gave it. Of course, the title is never the same. It's on equal lives. Mm-hmm. deals with okay. all these areas of inequality in employment, in housing, in income, in quality of life uh, yeah. between African-Americans. And also particularly focuses on that. One of the people that I spoke to referred to the little corner of Fresno where they live, you mm-hmm. know, and how that wow. impacts everything else. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then the other one that I talk about I wrote about focuses on, on business opportunities and how the doors are shut, really literally mm-hmm. slammed in their faces, whether it yeah. is in, in uh, getting money to start a business or in um, getting uh, f- uh, refinanced or uh, things that other people take for granted. I mean, when you consider even the PPP loans and how mm-hmm. minorities were shut out, because yeah. they wanted you to go through your bankers, okay? How many of these people have bankers? Yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, so I'm, I, and then the third story that I'm writing for that series is on maternal health, infant mortality, and mm. and uh, um, and and questions about 
health. Okay, so consider West Fresno, for instance, and mm. you look at the entire West Fresno and there's not one health clinic or doctor's yeah. offices, you mm. know? So people must leave the neighborhood to go out mm. to see a doctor. And when you think of your typical <clears throat> teenage mother, yeah. would she take that extra step? She may not have a car. And mm. then when you think that of consider her go, getting on the bus, going across town to see a doctor, that yeah. just kind of predisposes her to not going at all. Right. And so what are the consequences for herself and the child that she's carrying? Mm. Is that how, did COVID-19 uh, influence those, the direction of those stories at all right now? Or uh, No, it no, no, it didn't. But what did, <clears throat> what did, I think, is the um, uh, this um, social justice movement because all of a sudden the black voices are not heard. Yeah. Okay. It's like we've forgotten that these inequalities still exist everywhere. Mm-hmm. We're not, but and now we felt okay. Let's let's focus on on it. You know. Let's Damn. see what they have to say. So that is coming in sometime in in uh, mid August. And I will keep you posted. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And we know you're going to post it to Twitter. Yeah, we're going to tweet about it. I mean, we'll, but we'll, I'm we'll actually, have it on the newsletter anyway. Yeah, in the so. newsletter too. So I'm actually, I'm actually really excited to hear that because, uh, you know, I'm also really fascinated by uh, highlighting marginalized voices. That was kind of my whole thing. Yes. Um, yeah. And so this sounds like a really... Uh, compelling subject matter um especially i i would say especially the infant mortality thing because that is something that is really gaining traction i feel like in the discussion yes um, mm. in social justice circles like that's something that I, a lot of people don't know about but a lot of people are talking about finally um, absolutely because yeah. I mean, how can we really consider ourselves one of the best countries on earth mm-hmm. if women in 2020 are still dying from mm-hmm. trying to have children Mm-hmm. You know, um, and and then when you look at the abject poverty, you know, um, in this area also, it, it just doesn't add up, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So it's race and it's class and, you know, all those really don't mix well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> well. What else? Is that a pod? Uh, we, are a in, we are at an hour and six uh, minutes, it says. Yeah, that was the, um, uh, that was the plugs anyways. That uh, was the plugs. Uh, but yeah, thank but you, Dibna. Regarding, um, regarding, regarding the what? team you're going to build of like 15 people or something, um, what kind of, what kind of are, are you looking for like recent graduates? Like what, what type of people should apply? We are keeping it open because so we we, there may be people who are retirees who want mm. to become documenters. And then there may be young people like you guys who want to be documenters. We want, we don't, well, we want a diverse. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We want a diverse group, people representing different perspectives uh, because we want people who are willing to cover different events. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for us. And then I'm really excited. (laughs) What? I'm really excited because at the same time, we are giving people training in journalism 101. These are people who Mm. may want to go into journalism also. Mm. So I I think it's really exciting. Uh, I was going to say, like, is there going to be events? Like, what's going to happen? There's nothing happening because of COVID. Well. Uh, Like, what are they going to do? Well, I guess they'll be canceling. They can cover it on Zoom. On Zoom, Mm -hmm. yeah. It'll be hey, the dude. it'll be the work from your couch transcribe this city yeah. council meeting. <laughs> Contrive this Zoom um, meeting, which, which I've gone to a lot. Yeah, I've gone to a lot of them. Ram's already watching those. Maybe you should apply. I've been I've been, I've been watching them. The the the, the Friends of City Council meetings are the funny one of the funniest things. Yes, like that's underrated underrated uh, entertainment mm. yeah. that somehow affects everyone. And body. sometimes a few crazies will get into that the Fresno City Council meeting. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Or or we could get uh or just even on the council they will say things. Oh yeah, people who don't know, a council member, uh, Gary Bredefield quote retweeted one of our 
posts because we said our favorite council member, Gary Bredefeld, at on Twitter, and he retweeted it. I think he doesn't know that we he did not read that him. letter. He did not Absolutely read the not. newsletter at all because we made fun of him clearly. But it's just so weird to see him retweet it. <laughs> Yeah, I he don't. also said good summary, which complimented it before he deleted that post. So it creates two universes: one where he didn't read it and is a liar, and the other one where he did read it but didn't catch the subtleties. Oh. <laughs> was it subtle? Is that subtle? I, I don't know. I was reading it. And I was like, I guess I could see how maybe because uh, anyway, it, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> that, was just, that was just a funny aside. It's our, it's our, it's our new biggest fan. Gary, uh, Gary Breitfeld will. It is. He is my favorite council member. I just don't agree with his politics. <laughs> like as a person, he's my favorite, but as a politician, I don't agree. <laughs> That's my official statement on the matter. Well, Dimna, is there anything else you wanted to plug before yeah, we go? No more. Uh, you got any more plugs? Was, uh, um, once so far, and you know, I'm always looking for new things to write about neighborhoods mm. and inequality. So if yeah. you, there's anything that you find that you think will fit into those the kinds of life. writing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. What's your, your, where can they reach you? Not Twitter, but obviously. <laughs> Dimpna at thefresnoland.com. Yeah, email her your suggestions or concerns. And that's D-Y-M-P-N-A at, what was it, FresnoLand.com? The FresnoLand.com. The FresnoLand.com. Yeah. They'll be all in the description of this podcast. Yeah, we'll have everything. We'll have everything. We'll have everything on there. But, yeah. That's a pod. That was a podcast. Well, well, we should do our plugs. Like, yeah, thank you for listening. Mm -hmm. Subscribe to the newsletter, 5x59.com. Subscribe to... The podcast five by we five nine podcast we're on spotify we we're spotify. working our way we're, onto the other platforms slowly but surely working, yeah but uh and you know you, every, is it you free use the, yes yeah the newsletter is free for, for now no uh, the podcast <laughs> yeah the, the podcast, podcast is free, free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also for now free. no i'm just kidding it'll probably also stay free for now. but yeah the newsletter every new one every sunday you know uh just summarizing everything going on in fresno and with funny haha jabs at them that some people doesn't get i guess it was too too subtle i should too be, subtle i should i should probably be more open we about, gotta like, go yeah. harder yeah be like Gary, you're dumb i should just be <laughs> Scary, like you're i dumb. think you're dumb yeah uh, we want to say unequivocally that we don't support gary breadfield's efforts I have to, make to a reopen schools now. i have to make a statement now like uh, our the, the editorial view of this two people <laughs> is Schools should not open. We we <laughs> stand by the uh, Valley Children's Valley statement Children's. and their data that they presented. <laughs> that is our yeah. stance. But okay, yeah. well, guys, we have to do a rampage renew reunion. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah, no, I'm excited for that. Uh, one yeah. day we just have them all on the Zoom call. Just yeah. add them all. Everybody. Okay. Here you go. Everyone has computer. Somebody, and then if a week or so ago, I don't know who started it. Maybe. God, who started it? Maybe it was either Crescencio or Tomasa. And they said, I don't even mind taking the AP quiz. Or, you know, they were just... <laughs> no, I, um, I'm not going to I'm not gonna come if there's an AP quiz. <laughs> I'll, I'll come, but I will leave. I will turn the camera off during the quiz, and I won't be present. But um, <laughs> I'll return. Yeah. All right. All right, Dipna. Thank you so much. Thank you for thank you. thank you for being on the podcast. Well, thanks for inviting me. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, shit. She disconnected. She did. But, you know, it's fine. Oh, wait. No, she turned off.